In the upcoming episode of the God Chaser podcast, we delve into the often misunderstood concept of sin and explore its implications in our spiritual journey. Far from being a mark of eternal condemnation, we view sin as a diversion from God's love and a starting point for growth and redemption. Amidst the challenges of our present world, we will seek to understand our need for a Savior and a Helper, an entity closer than a sibling, and unfailing in love. God's love for us is absolute, offering forgiveness and a fresh start, irrespective of our past. His love isn't a reward for our good deeds, but a gift, freely given. Get ready for an enlightening journey as we unravel the mysteries of faith, resilience, and divine love. Subscribe to the God Chaser podcast and prepare to embark on a transformative journey of faith. Remember, no one is too far gone for God's love. Let's begin this journey together. This episode of the God Chaser podcast is proudly sponsored by God Chaser Apparel, the clothing line designed to empower and inspire your spiritual journey. Are you a God Chaser at heart? Do you want to share your passion for pursuing God with the world? God Chaser Apparel has got you covered, literally. With a wide range of stylish, high-quality clothing and accessories, you can wear your faith proudly and spark conversations about your pursuit of God's presence. From bold statement tees to cozy hoodies, sleek hats, and much more, God Chaser Apparel has something for everyone. Plus, every purchase supports our mission to inspire and encourage fellow believers on their journey toward a deeper relationship with Christ. Visit GodChaser.Faith today to explore our collection and find the perfect piece to express your passion for God. God Chaser Apparel, where faith meets fashion and the pursuit of God's presence becomes a lifestyle. Don't miss out. Head to GodChaser.Faith now and start wearing your faith boldly. Welcome to the God Chaser podcast, the ultimate destination for those yearning to cultivate a passionate, intimate relationship with God. Join your host, Evan Evans, as he explores the depths of scripture, shares inspiring testimonies, and provides practical guidance to help you become a true God chaser. Discover the transformative power of pursuing God's presence and be inspired to reignite your spiritual journey. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and get ready to embark on an adventure that will change your life forever. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast. Let the chase begin. Hello, everyone. This is Evan Evans, your host at the God Chaser Podcast. Today, we're going to dive deep into an important and sometimes challenging topic, the concept of sin. This episode is dedicated to everyone, whether you're a non-believer, a new believer, or even a seasoned believer grappling with sin. We are here to talk, learn, and grow together. Sin can often feel like a heavy word. It makes us uncomfortable, doesn't it? And sometimes we even feel like giving up on God because we don't think we can ever measure up to the demands that religion often portrays. But remember, there is always grace. There is always love. We are all works in progress, and that's okay. The concept of grace is not a free pass to continue in sin. It's the underscoring of God's abundant mercy and a call to transformation. It's an invitation to grow, to change, and to align ourselves more closely with God's ways. In the book of Romans, specifically Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, the Apostle Paul addresses this issue head on. He says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Paul highlights that receiving God's grace implies a fundamental shift in our lives, 
a metaphorical death to sin. Let's break this down a little further. In theological terms, this death to sin signifies a change in our relationship with sin. Sin, in Christian belief, is anything that goes against God's will and His laws. When we accept God's grace, it's not about becoming instantly perfect or never sinning again. It's about no longer living in the dominion of sin, no longer being slaves to sin. Instead, as believers, we start a new life where we aim to live according to God's will. It's a lifelong journey of growth and transformation. We may falter and stumble at times, but the key lies in our commitment to getting back up, seeking forgiveness, and continuing to strive towards living a life that honors God. Grace is thus not an encouragement to sin, but rather the opposite. It's the divine empowerment that enables us to overcome sin and live in a way that reflects God's love and righteousness. It's a call to change, a call to allow the power of God's love to transform our lives. This is the essence of the Christian doctrine of sin and grace, a hopeful message that speaks of God's unfailing love and our ongoing journey towards spiritual growth and transformation. Our focus on God and the wisdom we gain from the Bible can indeed guide us away from sin and towards a life filled with the fruits of the Spirit. The story of Saul, who became Paul, illustrates this transformation. This man, who once persecuted Christians, experienced a divine encounter that changed his life. From that point forward, his focus shifted entirely to God, and he became a vessel for God's work. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 23 where Paul himself outlines what this means in practice. He contrasts the works of the flesh with the fruits of the Spirit. He says, The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. He then contrasts these with the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. In these verses, Paul is painting a picture of two different ways of life. One is marked by the works of the flesh, which lead us away from God and result in sin. The other is marked by the fruits of the Spirit, which lead us towards God and are the outcomes of a life centered on Him. To grapple with sin, one must first recognize these contrasting lifestyles and choose the path that aligns with the Spirit. This doesn't imply immediate perfection. Instead, it means embarking on a lifelong journey of spiritual growth, gradually replacing the works of the flesh with the fruits of the Spirit. How can one achieve this? It begins with a shift in focus. By concentrating on God and absorbing the wisdom of the Bible, one can begin to see life from a different perspective. The Word of God is, as Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 states, living and active. It has the power to convict us, guide us, and transform us. In this journey, prayer, reflection, and a community of believers also play a crucial role. As James chapter 5 verse 16 states, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Remember, transformation is a process, not a single event. Mistakes will be made along the way, but that's all part of growth. The key is to keep our eyes fixed on God, allow His Word to guide our steps, and allow the Holy Spirit to cultivate His fruits within us. 
As we do this, we'll find ourselves growing stronger, with sin losing its grip over our lives and our hearts reflecting more of God's love and righteousness. Sin is a topic that often creates a sense of unease, as it's frequently perceived as God's restrictions on our freedom. However, the pursuit of spiritual growth and the choice to move away from the works of the flesh is less about imposition and more about alignment with God's vision for our lives, a vision that ultimately leads to our greatest fulfillment and happiness. Keep in mind that it's not a matter of labeling people as good or bad. A multitude of kind-hearted and admirable individuals might engage in activities that the Bible refers to as the works of the flesh. Conversely, committed believers occasionally stumble despite their best efforts to live by the Spirit. We're all on a journey, and it's essential to understand that this journey is not a race, but a continuous process of growth and understanding. Think of your life as a garden. God, the master gardener, has embedded within you countless seeds of potential, your unique talents, abilities, and dreams. Yet when the weeds, the works of the flesh, are allowed to flourish, they can suffocate the beautiful, fruitful plants, the fruits of the Spirit. Take Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4 as an example. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Paul isn't condemning humor or joviality. He's pointing out that when our conversations are persistently crude, obscene, or disrespectful, they act as weeds, damaging our relationships and obstructing our communion with God. Now you may wonder why it's essential to concentrate on the Spirit. Referring back to our garden analogy, focusing on the Spirit is akin to nurturing the beneficial plants rather than nourishing the weeds. The Spirit promotes the growth of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, attributes that enhance our lives and the lives of those we interact with. Consider this in relation to dietary choices. Eating nutritious food instead of indulging in junk food leads to better health in the long run, even if junk food may provide momentary satisfaction. Similarly, the works of the flesh might offer transient pleasure, but they don't guide us toward genuine, lasting joy and fulfillment. When we choose to follow the Spirit, we embark on a journey towards becoming the best versions of ourselves, aligning with God's design for us. It's not about instant gratification, but about the deep satisfaction and fulfillment that comes from living a purpose-driven life. Importantly, the church isn't a hub of rules and restrictions, but a nurturing community where growth is encouraged and supported. Much like a teacher implements rules to foster learning, the guidelines in the Bible aim to assist us in leading fulfilling, purposeful lives. However, keep in mind that each individual's journey is unique. There's no one-size-fits-all strategy. It's about continuously fixing our gaze on God, learning from our missteps, and making progress day after day. In our current world, where sin seems to be running rampant, resulting in a surge in crime, civil unrest, and general anxiety, it's more critical than ever to live by the Spirit. Even those without religious affiliation are impacted by this societal disarray. Yet if more people choose to cultivate the fruits of the Spirit, society as a whole could change. As Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The prevalence of these attributes in our communities would undoubtedly lead to a more harmonious, compassionate world. Every scripture, 
Every parable and every commandment is aimed at steering us towards a more fulfilling life, a life that reverberates with love, compassion, and inner peace. This is the power of God's Word, and this is the vision that God holds for each one of us. Let's delve a bit deeper into this understanding of sin, grace, and God's overwhelming love. Sin, as we've said, is like missing a target. It's when we veer off the path that God has set for us. It's like deciding to take a shortcut during a marathon, only to realize that it led us away from the finish line. But the beauty of God's love is that it doesn't discard us when we get lost. Instead, God reaches out to us with grace, guiding us back onto the right track. Now you might wonder, why did Christ have to die for us? It's a question that even adults grapple with, but let's explain it in a way that everyone, including an eight-year-old, can understand. Imagine you've made a big mistake, like breaking your mom's favorite vase. You're scared she'll be upset, maybe even angry, but instead, she gives you a big hug and says, I forgive you. How would you feel? Relieved, happy, loved. That's what God does for us, but on an infinitely greater scale. God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to show us the way back when we get lost, to mend the broken vase, so to speak. But instead of a vase, it's our relationship with God that gets mended. And this isn't just any ordinary love. This is a love so powerful and so deep that it washes away all our mistakes. It's like a giant ocean wave that washes away a tiny speck of dirt on the beach. That's how much God loves us. When we truly understand this love, sinning no longer makes sense. Why would we want to take a shortcut that leads us away from the finish line, away from the joy and peace and love that God offers? We won't be perfect. We'll still make mistakes. But we'll want to stay on the right path because it leads us to a love beyond anything we can imagine. In the light of this love, we find peace, a peace that's like a calm, beautiful, sunny day after a big storm, and joy, that's like the biggest, best birthday party you could ever imagine, but it never ends. That's what it's like to live in God's love, guided by His Spirit. In the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. This scripture reminds us that in the grand scheme of things, it's God's love that shines the brightest. It's a love that forgives, heals, and restores. It's a love that makes us want to become the best we can be, not out of fear, but out of sheer gratitude for such an amazing gift. So remember, God's love is always there for you, as big and as wonderful as the vastest ocean or the most fun-filled party. It's a love that transforms us, brings us joy, and helps us make sense of everything else. And most importantly, it's a love that never ends. To explain this further, Let's consider the parable of the prodigal son as told in Luke chapter 15 verses 11 to 32. This is a beautiful story filled with lessons about sin, grace, and above all, God's unfailing love. The story begins with a father who had two sons. The younger son decided he didn't want to wait for his inheritance. He asked his father for his share and left home to enjoy his freedom. This is like when we decide to ignore God's rules and do things our way. The son enjoyed his newfound freedom for a while, spending his money on whatever he pleased, the junk food of life, you could say. But then a severe famine struck, and he found himself without food or money. His life became hard, really hard. He even had to work feeding pigs and was so hungry that he wanted to eat the pig food. 
The sun situation is like when we ignore God's wisdom and the choices we make lead us to unhappy places. But remember the broken vase? Even though the son had messed up, his story doesn't end here. Finally, the son realized his mistake. He decided to return home, hoping to work as a servant for his father. He didn't feel worthy of being called a son anymore because of the mistakes he had made. This is like when we feel guilty about our sins. But here comes the beautiful part. As the son was still far off, his father saw him. The father didn't wait for an apology. Instead, he ran to his son, hugged him, and kissed him. He was overjoyed that his lost son had returned. The father ordered his servants to bring the best robe, a ring, and sandals for his son. He even arranged a big party to celebrate his son's return. The father's actions show us the depth of God's love for us. He doesn't wait for us to fix our mess. Instead, he runs to us with open arms, welcoming us back. He doesn't just forgive us. He celebrates our return, restores our dignity, and reminds us, we are his beloved children. The father in this story didn't focus on the son's mistakes. Instead, he focused on the son's return. That's what God does. When we turn back to him, he isn't there to condemn us for our past. Instead, he embraces us, washes away our sins, and restores us to a loving relationship with him. The story of the prodigal son serves as a powerful reminder that God's love is vast, unconditional, and always ready to forgive. It's an ocean of love that washes away our sins and restores us to a place of joy and peace. It's a love that celebrates our return and guides us to become the best versions of ourselves. So, as we journey through life, let's remember this beautiful story and the powerful love it represents. No matter how far we stray, God's love is always there, waiting for us to return. It's a love that heals, restores, and brings us back home. Now, if you're wondering, how do I know if I'm making good choices? How do I know if I'm heading in the right direction? Don't worry, you're not alone. This can be a daunting task, but fortunately, there are some tools we can use, kind of like navigational aids that sailors use to find their way across the sea. The Bible. Imagine you're on a road trip without a map or GPS. It'd be pretty hard to reach your destination, right? The Bible is like our life's GPS. It gives us directions on how to lead a good life. There's a saying in the Bible in Psalm 119, 105, which goes, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. This means that by reading and understanding the Bible, we can get a clearer picture of where we're supposed to go in life. The Holy Spirit. This one might be a bit tricky, but think of it as a personal guide or mentor. When someone decides to follow the teachings of Jesus, they receive what's known as the Holy Spirit. It's a kind of intuitive voice or feeling that guides us and helps us understand God's teachings. It's like having your own personal life coach who is always there to help you make the best choices. Another way is having a supportive community. Just like being part of a team can help us learn and grow, surrounding ourselves with people who are also trying to follow these teachings provides an environment of support and encouragement. It's like being part of a club where everyone is working towards the same goal. This community reinforces our own journey and offers help when we need it. So how can you use these tools? Here are a few steps. Talk to God. Just like you talk to a close friend about your day, your problems, or your dreams, you can do the same with God. You can tell Him about your mistakes and ask for help to make better choices next time. It's a bit like having a reset button you can hit when things don't go as planned. Read the Bible. 
Try setting aside a bit of time each day to read from this life's GPS. You could start with the stories about Jesus or the wise sayings, which are easy to understand and full of helpful advice. Find a community. Try to connect with a group of people who are also on this journey. This could be a local group, an online forum, or even a casual meetup with friends who share these interests. Listen to your inner guide. As you spend more time reading the Bible and talking to God, you might find yourself having insights or feeling inspired. That's the Holy Spirit guiding you. Now, if you're feeling lost or unsure about making this choice, that's okay. It's like learning to ride a bike. Nobody gets it right immediately. The aim is to grow bit by bit each day. But remember, you're not alone in this. There are many who have been where you are and are willing to help. Whether you're someone wanting to start this journey, someone who's fallen along the way, someone unsure about making the decision, or even someone who's been contemplating this for a while, it's never too late to start or restart. Life's road is long and winding, and it's never a straight line. But with these tools, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, and a supportive community, you'll be well-equipped to navigate it. In summarizing our conversation today, we've explored the concept of sin, not as a list of failures, but as anything that takes us off the path of living in the fullness of God's love. The power of sin is not greater than the power of God's love, grace, and redemption. We have acknowledged that as humans, we're not perfect, yet God does not expect perfection from us. Instead, He expects us to grow, to strive, and to continually turn back to Him. We are living in turbulent times indeed. Amidst the chaos and uncertainty, our governments, societies, and even we ourselves often feel ill-equipped to handle the challenges that come our way. But we have a hope, a helper, who is closer than a brother. God, in His infinite love and wisdom, doesn't judge us based on our mistakes or our past. Instead, He's there, ready to clean the slate, to help us start anew. He's offering His unconditional love, a love that surpasses all human comprehension. His love brings peace, joy, and a sense of purpose. God's love is like the sun that breaks through on a cloudy day, shedding light on all things and warming everything it touches. Regardless of where we've been or what we've done, His love remains constant, patient, and welcoming. So if you're seeking change, longing for a fresh start, or simply wanting to experience this love that we've been talking about, know that God is ready and waiting. As we close today, I encourage you to take a moment to reflect on the love of God that we've discussed. If you've been blessed, challenged, or encouraged by what you've heard, don't keep it to yourself. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Help us spread the message of God's love far and wide. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or any other podcast platforms, do subscribe to our channel, The God Chaser Podcast. Leave us a review and drop any comments or questions you might have. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. Remember, this journey of faith is a continual process of learning, growing, and becoming. No matter where you're at, know that you are deeply loved by God and there's always a way back to Him. This is Evan Evans, your host at the God Chaser Podcast, saying you're never too far gone for God's love. Stay blessed, keep seeking, keep questioning, and keep growing in faith. Until next time, keep chasing after God. 